Aaron Rodgers disputes reports that he wants to be the highest paid player in the league. So what does it all mean? We try and figure it out. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Flotsam. Your team. Oh. Every day. Touchdown. You are Locked On Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski. I cover the Packers for The Leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. You can follow me on Twitter. Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter. at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers. The number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. Today on the show, we're going to dive into more of the latest with Aaron Rodgers because we can and because we have to and because I think Aaron Rodgers is going to make a decision on his future very, very soon. Thanks for everyone making Locked On Today their first listen, Locked On Packers. But if you make Locked On Today your first listen of the day, that's also great. Thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen of the day. We hope you enjoy starting your day with us as much as we enjoy starting our day with you. So since we last spoke, uh, Aaron Rodgers disputed directly and specifically the report from Diana Rossini that he was seeking to become the highest paid player in the NFL. And remember the way that we phrased this last week. Remember the discussion that we had about, well, maybe it's not that he wants to be the highest paid player in the league. Maybe it's that he wants the Packers to want him to be the highest paid player in the league. Some of this stuff is going to end up being semantics. Whether or not he wants to be the highest paid player in the league, whether or not he wants $50 million is not actually the point. It's it's really not. It's what is the practical effect of whatever decision that he makes. That is what matters. What is the outcome Right? Because he's smart enough to know what the outcome is. And so here's the reality. When the Packers restructured his deal last July, they knew that in this moment, it would be trade, retire, extension. Those were the only options. He could not play. He could not play for the Packers, given their cap situation on the contract as it was constructed once it was reworked. And we've been talking about this since it happened. He can't count $46.5 million on the cap for Green Bay in 2022. He just can't. And when you go back and look at it last season, he counted $27 million on the cap. That is a workable number. And if they can get it in that range from 25 to 30, which they can do, then that's what makes sense. Here's the thing. The Packers have twice offered, at least, at least twice, but twice reportedly offered top of market deals. That means 45 plus million dollars a year. 
If you sign an extension at the top of the market, then it doesn't matter if the goal was to sign a deal at the top of the market. It happened. And it needs to be structured in a way that allows the Packers to have the flexibility to do the things that, by the way, Aaron Rodgers wants to do, which is keep guys like Devontae Adams, presumably keep guys like Alan Lazard, Big Bob Tunyon, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, maybe even Randall Cobb, Billy Turner, Preston Smith, guys that he's close with, guys that he thinks are valuable to this team, guys that were in his Instagram post such that you care about these things. What I said was if you sign that deal, you can't say it's not about the money because on some level it is about the money if you're taking the most money. And and I will reiterate for the thousandth time, I want everyone to get their money always. Please get your money. Get paid. I want if I if I am paying you to do something, I'm going to pay you as much as I think it's worth and I'm going to pay you the most that I can in that situation. Because I want you to get your money. This is this is where we're going to land. Because my prediction, and I've been saying this for months now, is he's going he's going to come back. And he's going to come back on a, on a two-year deal, I think, between 90 and 100 million with void years that makes it workable this year, that, that brings his cap number in between 25 and 30 million, somewhere in that range. That saves 15, 16 million dollars or more. And then you say, okay, well, he was able to thread the needle. He and the Packers were able to thread that needle. He gets the top of market extension that, by the way, the NFL Players Association wants him to get and take the Packers get to say and Rodgers gets to feel wanted even if that was not a goal he gets to feel that he gets to have that affirmation you have to think affirmation is an important thing to him it seems like it is and so you get everything that you wanted you get everything that you wanted the Packers get what they wanted Rodgers gets what he wanted and this team gets to go chase a Super Bowl for, again, <laughs> I mean, f- for as many years as you think they actually competed for one in the Rodgers era, they get to do it again. And they might be the favorites. Ali Marpet is, is retiring from Tampa Bay, one of their best, um, one of the best interior offensive linemen in the league. Not even 30 years old. That offensive line was a strength of that team. They don't have a quarterback either. Big question marks on that team. I think when the Packers, when when it becomes clear Rodgers is coming back and he announces that on Pat McAfee's show tomorrow, just a prediction, the Packers' odds will change, they will shorten, and they will be right there with the Rams at the top of the NFC in terms of Super Bowl favorites. Telling you it's going to happen because they're going to do Devontae right after. And what's interesting is you look at these deals, the Bakhtiari deal and the Clark deal and the Jones deal, They could have just been restructured. They could have just been, here's salary or bonus turned into signing bonus that is being spread out. Instead, they reworked the deal to add void years, which you do need a player's consent to do. 
A simple restructure does not require consent. You can do it. It's like pressing a button. If you want to add years and you want to add void years, you do need the consent of the player. And these players consented to doing it. It makes the most sense, honestly, for David Bakhtiari because he's not getting another contract. This is it. So at the end of this deal, it's over. So it doesn't matter if those years are void. Now it matters when all of that money accelerates onto the cap once everything is voided. But for now, you get to spread the money out. The fact that Green Bay is doing this all, I mean, it's just another piece of the puzzle, right? The fact that Green Bay is doing this all with this decision to be made at quarterback, that they are they are going above and beyond what they would have to do. They saved more money on the Clark deal than we thought they could. They saved more money on the Bakhtiari deal than we thought they could or that we thought they would because they're playing games with the salary cap they had not previously been wants to play green bay thinks rogers is coming back they are acting accordingly this is another piece of evidence of it so can they get rogers back Devonte back and still makes additions to this team that's where we're starting to look can they do enough that they can keep everyone that they want to keep and maybe make an addition or two? That's the big question to me. That's the big question to me. And we're going to find out here coming up pretty soon. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of the best things you can eat. One of the best things you can put in your body because not only do they taste delicious, and they do, but it's protein-packed marshmallow. Yes, you heard that right. Protein-packed marshmallow. Covered in 100% chocolate. The cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, which I personally love. Banana cream pie, so good. These are going to be your favorites. Go check them out. All of the Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. Real chocolate. Yet they're low-calorie, high-protein. And they're basically like candy bars but so much better for you, so much better for your body. Low net carbs, high protein, high fiber, low cal. Come on, what more are you looking for in a food? It tastes delicious and it's good for you. What, what else do you need me to tell you? Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. Thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Make sure you're following Locked On NFL. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes, free and available wherever you get podcasts. I'm on Locked On NFL today. In fact, go check it out. So every Monday, we are going to do Mock Draft Monday. And not only are we going to do Mock Draft Monday, but the boys over at Locked On NFL Draft are also going to do a Mock Draft Monday. They did a Mock Draft for us, and I get to react to their mock. It is just a one-round mock. They have the Packers at 28, taking Jahan Dotson, the receiver from Penn State. And one of the reasons why I think this is a good exercise, particularly right now, 
is the Packers are in a position to grab a number of guys at a number of positions that are mostly all luxury positions. Because as Brian Gutekin said, they don't they don't really need need anything. But they could take all kinds of positions just to bolster what they're trying to build. I think edge in the first round is a is a real thing. Offensive tackle, potentially, depending on how they, they view Elton Jenkins and Billy Turner's future receiver uh, and safety are the are the ones that I have sort of earmarked here and interior defensive line, maybe a little bit further down the list. What do we think of Jahan Dotson? Let's start there. I don't. I don't. And not in the first. I don't like it. I don't like it. And not because he's not a good player. I think he's a good player. I don't think he's a first round talent. We'll see at the combat. I don't think he's particularly fast. The, the Packers, if what you want is a guy who can get you six yards on third and five, then draft a tight end. Draft a, draft a tight end. You don't need a slot receiver to do that. And, and I don't think the Packers are going to draft a 5'11", 180-pound receiver. And that's assuming that he's actually all of those. He's probably 5'10 and change. And last, I mean, he might be 168. I mean, you, you see him. Not a, not a big guy. And they 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 took Dotson with Drake London on the board. Drake London, a name that you need to know because I think he's going to be a Packers type, very similar to Michael Pittman. We'll see what he runs. That's going to be the big question. The combine is, is getting ready to start. And we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be getting insight from people who are there. The buzz, everything related to the NFL draft process. We're going to dig into that. I think I think it's good to focus on the Rodgers of it all first and then the Devontae Adams of it all. I don't I don't think this is um, a bad spot for the Packers to be in in this draft, given given the shape of it. I think there are a number of receivers who could be first round players, but it's going to be very much a a uh, flavor draft. What's your flavor? What are you looking for at receiver? How can you? get what is your what what you're looking for specifically it's going to be about what kind of receiver what kind of receiver do you like what kind of receiver really makes you um really makes you take your offense to the next level and i don't know that that Dotson especially for the packers who just drafted Amari Rodgers not that he had a terrific first season but it, that is someone that you know, could really come in and and you know give them something in Amari Rogers. If if Randall Cobb is not there, there is a, a clearly defined role for him. So how is this player really helping what you're doing? So I did a mock of my own. Also used the draft network and and the fine people over there to put this together. And I was lucky enough to take Drake London. In the first round. Now, I don't know if Drake is going to be fast enough for Green Bay. But I do think that he fits a skill set. If Alan Lazard is not retained. 
And he is the kind of player who could come in and really become that top level number two receiver for you, especially with the questions that that are out there with MVS and and um, Alan Lazard and who are the receivers that you're going to keep beyond this moment. You know, these are these are things that, that you have to be thinking about. Of course, the Packers are thinking about them. And I I love Drake London. I love Drake London. So he is someone that that I really think um, can be a big part of what they want to do in this offense. They threw him bubble screens for someone who's 6'4", 210 with movement skills. That's weird. They gave him jet sweeps. He has juice. Contested catch guy. Someone who doesn't have to be open to get the ball. And, and the Packers have the perfect quarterback for that in Aaron Rodgers. And yes, Aaron Rodgers is going to be the quarterback. And the second round, I got Travis Jones, the interior defender from UConn, nose tackle. Allows Kenny Clark to play a little bit more three-tech. TJ Slayton played nose and, and uh, more across guards at times. I think that if you just put another big body in there, you give Kenny Clark the flexibility to play all over the place. You want two monster guys in the B-gaps in this Joe Barry defense, guys who can eat up blockers, who can eat up space. And, and Travis Jones is a very talented player um, who who I think fits the archetype of what the Packers are looking for in defensive linemen. They either want a long penetrator, a Kingsley Kiki or a Dean Lowry, who's not as long, but who, who's uh, you know more of a, a borderline 4-3 kind of five tech or that, that true nose. They have not really gone after these three tech types in a long time. Because it's just not been what the defense is requiring. You have Kenny Clark who can do that. And so you're going to get Travis Jones, who's, you know, 6'4", 330, this big, physical, um, imposing guy who can eat up blockers, eat up space, and keep a Devondre Campbell free. And then in the third round, I got Jeremy Rucker, the tight end from Ohio State. I think the Packers are going to take a tight end. um, And I think it's going to be a hedge against Big Bob Tunyon. Now, the thing about Tunyon is the Packers, I think, have a decent chance to bring him back because he probably will not be able to even work out for teams until the spring. He will be a second, third, fourth wave free agent. No one is going to be on day one going, give me Tunyon, because they're not going to have seen him practice. They're not going to see him work out. They're not going to see him at full speed, at full strength. They're going to get the medicals, but that's about it. No one is going to have a better idea of what Big Bob Tunyon is both capable of doing and what he has been doing than the Packers. And if you're Tunyon and you have to play on what is likely a one-year deal anyway, why not go back to a team, assuming Aaron Rodgers is back, and we are assuming that, who you have this rapport with, he trusts you, remember that throw early in the season? where Alan Lazard's wide open in the middle of the field, he fits it into Tunyon in between three defenders. Rodgers is going to throw him the ball. He was just starting to heat up, Tunyon was. And that's when he got hurt. Josiah DeGuara, clearly not someone Aaron Rodgers trusts yet. Mercedes Lewis getting up there in years. We'll see what his future is in Green Bay. We know guys like Jay Sternberger out the door. Dominique Daphne, just a guy. I think in the third round, 92nd pick, Jeremy Rucker is someone who caught my eye when I was studying those Ohio State receivers, Chris Olave and, and Garrett Wilson. And I was like, oh, wait, no, no, this, this Ohio State tight end can play. 
And he can. He really can. The Packers would like to have someone who can be a full-time, I can do everything kind of guy. I can block. I can catch passes. I can do whatever you need. They don't have that guy on the roster currently. Is it Jeremy Ruckert? Well, we'll see. That's what the draft is. A big, a, a big fat we'll see. But I think he has some talent. And as we go through the draft process, um, you know, it certainly will we'll be trying to provide a lot more insight on what I think of these guys as I study them. I've looked at the receivers so far, the top receivers, the first round receivers. Most people think there's five or six that could go in the first round. But it also seems like most people think there's really only three or four who should. Or, or guys who would normally go in the first round, but because of this, the way this draft class looks, this is how it's going to play out. Packer fans are going to have their favorites. This is not the, the 2014 class. This is not the 2020 class. But we're basically never going to have a bad receiver class ever again just because that's the way football works, because that's the way seven on seven works. That's the way all these, these camps work. That's the way the NFL and college and high school all work. These, these teams are running you know, these crazy offenses at 14, 15, 16. And they're they're running the spread. They're in eleven personnel. They're you know, in in ten personnel. They're they're really going for it, playing playing empty. And these receivers are getting more and more polished early in, and earlier and earlier in their football lives, which means they come to the NFL more ready to play. Now, does that mean Aaron Rodgers is going to throw to them? <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. We'll see on that part of it. Today's episode brought to you by Bet Online. Football season might be over, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. For all the latest totals, player performance props to where the next coach fired is going to land, betonline.net is your number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. They've got hockey, boxing, UFC, golf, and a lot more. Head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Now go make your second listen, Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. I want to I want to put a bow on this draft discussion um, this way. We talked in the last segment about the Packers not having a lot of needs. We're going to learn more about that in the coming weeks. If we assume Rodgers and, and Adams are back, then just look at, just think about the priority positions, right? Longtime listeners know what I'm talking about when I say that. And maybe, maybe short-time listeners who just know what that means. <laughs> Quarterback, most important thing, you have Rodgers. And you have your secondary guy in Jordan Love. We'll see what, what that brings moving forward. Then you have corner, pass rusher, tackle, receiver. That's the next group of guys. Well, the Packers have two corners they feel great about. Jair Alexander, Eric Stokes. We'll see if they can bring back Russell Douglas. We'll see if they decide to keep Chen and Sullivan. But at the top, they've got two guys they feel really good about. You're not going to draft a nickel corner in the first round, probably. And you're not going to move Jair into the slot. I just don't think full-time he makes sense in the slot. Although the Rams did it with Jalen Ramsey. Not full-time, but he played a lot of time in the slot. 
So maybe they feel like that's the best place for Jair Alexander. Mm, I doubt it, but maybe. So, but so that corner is is probably not going to be a priority. You always take them, always draft corners because you always need them. The Packers proved that this this past year, but I I don't think that that's going to be the goal. You go into the draft with the goal, and then you let the the board come to you. You let the draft come to you as it happens. Tackle. They think Bakhtiari is going to be healthy. If you can keep Billy Turner, you're set there. We're set there. Um, if not, if Billy Turner's gone, then you have Elton Jenkins or you have Yash Nijman. Either way, that's probably a pretty good plan. Now, you could still draft one if someone falls to you. There's a group at the top of, of really good offensive tackles. If one of those guys falls, you take him and, and you don't worry about it. Brian Bulaga fell to the Packers based on, you know, the way that we thought he was going to go. We thought he was going to be a sort of top 15 kind of player, top 20 kind of player. And, and he, you know, he fell to Green Bay. Um, So that leaves the edge position. And I think Packer fans have to be prepared for that to be the pick. Um, and not freak out because we've talked about this before. You can never have too many of these kinds of guys. You can never have too many pass rushers. So there are some guys at the end of the first round who could be in the mix. We'll, we'll talk about that, um, in, in the coming weeks as we get closer to the draft, after we know the future of the Smith brothers, my prediction as of this moment is that Preston stays and Zadarius goes, but that could all change. What if they find a way to keep them both? What if Zadarius stays and Preston goes? I don't think that matters that much. I still think if they're if they're willing to sign Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith and then use the highest pick that they've had in a decade on Rashawn Gary, that that having two to them will not be enough. Edge rusher is the, is one of the the sneaky not needs but potentials for the Packers, and then safety is the other one. Some guys at the end of the first, early second, who could be in the mix there as well, allowing Darnell Savage to play in the slot, and then you have the two the two boundary corners that you feel really good about. But you know, I, I don't think we should gloss over Brian Gutekunst basically saying I don't I don't think this team has any holes. That means he thinks they're going to keep most of their guys. It means he thinks they're going to keep Devondre Campbell, and this is also in the same press conference in which he said we don't not value. Inside linebacker, which is not true. He lied about that. They don't value inside linebacker. But you, if they keep Devondre Campbell, they don't really have any holes. You could say wide receiver two. Now, that'd be fair. I think Alan Lazard is going to be the guy that stays. But but they could end up keeping both of them, depending on how these contracts all shake out. And you can always add someone in the draft. I actually think the second round is a great place in this draft to add a pass catcher, whether it's a receiver or a tight end. And you just say, hey, we don't care who it is. Second round is traditionally the value zone for, for receivers. It's been where the Packers have found some great guys. Second and third rounds for Green Bay. Day two has been highly fruitful for them. Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb, Jordy Nelson, uh, Greg Jennings, James Jones. Find a better group than that, right? So in the first, maybe you go edge. Maybe you go safety. Nah, nah. Interior defensive line, no, no thank you. There are a couple interior offensive linemen that might make you think about it. But 
you know, if Tyler Lindenbaum fouls. But I think I think Green Bay, what they're what they're looking at here is priority positions. That has traditionally been the way that they look at this. And they have only really drafted uh, interior defensive linemen when they're nose tackles to set up your whole scheme. BJ Raji was that guy. You needed him to run that defense. Kenny Clark, same thing. They have him now. His name is Kenny Clark. So I, I just don't think that's something that is likely for the Packers. I think it's going to be a premium position player. I think it's going to be tackle, edge, receiver. Safety's the dark horse. So when you do your mocks, think about that and send them to me. Mock Draft Monday is going to be a thing from now until the draft. And we will see you tomorrow right back here. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that, 920-341-3775. To stay Locked on Packers. Subscribe to the league.